T-H-G-I-F, everybody. It is September 25th. I am uh, awake in good spirits. Um, ready for my problem of God test, which is tomorrow. Hopefully, I could take it today if they let me. I'm going to ask my um, instructor. If he says no, I'll ask him why. I mean, what's the difference of me doing it today in person or tomorrow over Zoom? So... Let's hope. Let's see if get our fingers crossed. Oh my God! You should have seen me last Friday. Last Friday, I was like, I don't know what to do, and then today, I am like the killing machine I need to be, and that's kind of like what my topic was going to be of conversation today. Is I had to, I had to go to my dark place inside of me to get fine-tuned for this Krav Maga test. Even though it's not a physical test this time, usually uh, this Krav Maga test would have been six to eight hours for me because I have to go through every single belt before me, before the blue to get to where I am and then I have to do the blue. So it's uh, one, so four tests. It would be like four full tests to get um, my blue belt. And then when I get my brown belt, I have to do it all over again. And then when I go for black, which probably in a year or two would be a two a two day test, and it's long as fuck. But anyway, yeah, I had to. One, I don't like going to this dark place. It, in my head, it's like five percent of me. I've talked about it before. It's I call it my dark, my dark place or my passenger because it's very tedious and to control that piece of me and to focus it takes a long time so I just try not to go there if I don't have to but sometimes I have no choice uh, due to the fact that I have to you know perform at a high level of destruction and um, you know I was thinking about it my good friend's gonna come on I just talked to my good friend he's taking his test his Krav Magas test tomorrow he's a policeman he left the force for a little bit then he's he came back and uh, we've talked a lot about other things, and he's wanting to do this for a long time. Wants to get some stuff off his chest. With all the police issues going on right now, um, he's probably one of the f- cops that I do trust. Um, I don't want to say too much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him speak in his own words, but it'll be an interesting conversation because we've been thinking about this for a year, and we have really good conversations and half the shit he's been through. Or he's seen and the things that I've talked to him about. And he's all, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So that's another conversation. But yeah, so I'm in my dark place. And I know this is weird because I sound really happy and jovial, which I am. But like I warned my family and said, hey, next week, just so you know, I might be moody, grumpy, you know, distant. I'm just getting my body and my mind ready to, you know, for battle. And it's very, like I said, it's very taxing to keep it together, you know, I could, uh, I don't know how to put it, it's just, it's a lot, and someone that is stressed out like this, or in this mode, I don't know how they would keep it together, and I'm very mentally strong and sound, but it's still very tedious, and I don't like, like I said, I don't like being here, Um, and the only reason I have to be here is because I'm very jovial and like like I said last Friday if you would have seen me practicing for my test you would have been like why are you even testing dude you're not ready but I'm just like it's it's something that I need to 
it's a place I need to go to get to where I need to be. Um, you know, mental health is very important. I always talk about that and exercise people to, hey, go get some help, talk to someone, get some therapy. It is taxing. Um, you know, like, if you ever watched Dexter, and you know how Dexter had his conscience, his dark passenger, who was his dad, and kind of, like, set him in the right way? It was kind of like his, uh, his tether, right? To kind of balance him. Like, I need to concentrate really hard to tether this, because if I don't, I, it just, I'll be, I'll go out of control. But enough of that. I keep repeating myself. I'm just saying, you know, I'm in that dark place. I can't wait till tomorrow, so I can just let it go and go about my my day and my happy life. Um, September has been really hard on me. It's just like every week I have something to deal with. And it's, you know, I'm refinancing my house and that's just, it's just tedious. You know, helping people out that need help, uh, taking care of a lot of different issues. And I'm starting to get into hibernation mode. Like my body's starting to go, hey, it's October, November, December. We're going to start hibernating. Um, and if you haven't heard any of my other podcasts, my hibernation period is I don't work out. I don't work out like outside the house. I don't go to the gym. I don't go to, well, I do. Well, I don't go to the gym. I don't go do anything because usually my partner is really busy with her work at this time and the kids need me and my family needs me and I don't want to be in holiday traffic or deal with issues. But since COVID's here, this is a very different hibernation for me. I'm just going to concentrate on taking care of the house and fixing the house. Um, You know, get it ready. So December, I can just enjoy it. I'm going to go to the gym and I have my kettlebells in the backyard. I finally found all the kettlebells I need. So I have like a array of of weights. So I'm just going to concentrate on and I can go to the gym. So, you know, twice a week, I'm going to go to the gym. For about 30 minutes then you know jump on my peloton at home do kettlebells uh declutter the house get as many things done as possible so you know we can start january fresh and clean so that's where my mind's at right now and whoo i still yawn and i'm in fucking hyper i don't get it um i know this is probably bothering a lot of people it's bothering me a little bit um, the Breonna Taylor case, wow. That is crazy. Um, and someone made a good point and, and ma- it resonated with me. And hear me out. So, most places in the world, even in the United States, and most places in the United States, are, everybody can own a gun. You know, some places it's a little bit more open than others. But, uh, so, bottom line is you can own a gun to protect yourself, right? And,. I don't know the whole situation with Breonna Taylor. I, 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 I hear this and I hear that. I hear this from the cops. I hear this from her family. I hear this from that. So I don't know the whole truth. I don't know the whole story. But I'm just saying, if it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and this has happened to me because I'll, I'll let you know what happened. So it's 2 o'clock in the morning. The alarm goes off. You hear the door get knocked out. You just, you know, you hear stuff, right? And you have a gun. And you don't know who's entering your house. Or what's going on, you know? Uh, I think nine times nine times out of ten, you're afraid for your life. You're disoriented at the same time because you're waking up. You don't know everything that's going on. You see someone lunging at you, trying to shoot. Yeah, you're fucking gonna shoot. 
okay? On the other hand, the cops were shooting into the house and they shot other parts of the place. I, I, I don't know if it's apartment complex or house, but they shot randomly. So, I guess the verdict came out that it was justifiable what they did because they were being shot at. And I get that. But at the same time, you wouldn't have been getting shot at, one, if you would have knocked on the door, which you guys say you did, but I don't know if you did or not. At the same time, if you do a no-knock warrant or you're jumping into someone's house at 2 o'clock in the morning and the door's getting knocked down, you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. I, I, I would beg anybody to wake up and go know what's going on. Even uh, wide awake and someone knocks on your door. You know, most people have not gone through a lot of things, are very sh- are in shock. So, to me, that was just like, okay, well, what do you expect to happen? You know, the cops expect someone not to answer back when you're telling them you're going to shoot them. How do I know if it's even the police? Someone can say, hey, it's the police. Put your hands up. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the situation is. And on top of that, if you're black and you've seen so much, so many people, so many other black people getting shot by the cops, you're really going to risk putting your hands up just to get shot so you know like I said it's a fucked up situation but that's something I had to think about and I'll tell you what happened to me uh, not as bad as that but but about three weeks ago I was laying in bed all of a sudden and not just in our neighborhood there's been a lot of people like um, you know busting into cars uh, vandalizing cars and it happened to us afterwards too but so what happened was I'm asleep. And this is probably one of the first nights I was asleep early. So I go to sleep. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. I hear the the, the the car alarm go off. So I get up. I'm not even kidding, dude. I got up within like 30 seconds or less. Not even 30 seconds. 20 seconds. I was out the door with my machete in my hand looking around. And it was a fucking neighbor's kids. Like, these people are just ridiculous sometimes. But they always have issues. Um, they their alarm went off because they didn't lock the car properly or they did something stupid. So I got up and my neighbor was up. He goes, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Hey, I heard an alarm." He goes, "Oh, it's a neighbor's dude." And he goes, "But I'm glad you're I'm glad you're ready to go because you know." So two nights later, our car gets hit. But the thing is, the door was unlocked. I don't know how it was unlocked. Maybe we left it unlocked. And the guy was very slick. He just opened the door, looked inside, shut it down quietly. He got lucky, but. You know, like I said, I was disorientated. I tried to get down there as quickly as possible. I said, hey, less than 30 seconds I was down there. Could have been less than 30 seconds. Less than maybe could have been 10 seconds. I don't know. But I wasn't prepared for it. And after that, my uh, adrenaline was so high, I couldn't go back to sleep. I was like awake for the rest of the night. And that's the situation you're in when someone's attacking you. You know, I'm fortunately prepared for a situation like that. Does not mean that I'll win or I'll survive, but I'm more prepared due to my training but someone that doesn't go through that like a regular person every day i mean you're gonna be scared you're gonna be in shock you might react you might not so there's so many like discrepancies in this whole story and you hear it time and time again that what do you want to think and this is just just that this is just part of the brianna taylor thing but i'm just looking at the big picture like what would you do if that happened to your family you know like it's just crazy. So, this is going to be a very short 
podcast. I hope you like it, enjoy it, pass it on to your friends. You guys have a good day. And just think about the things I told you. What would you do, right? Take care.